Money FM 89.3. Best of lunchtime. Hashtag Wanderlust with Tim Go only on Money FM 89.3. More than 55% of travelers in America say the process of air travel is more stressful than going to work. And by process of, they actually mean from booking the tickets and packing your tiny security-compliant toiletries, getting to and through the airport, boarding an aircraft, and actually flying. Imagine that, traveling. It is supposed to be something exciting. And the ones I just mentioned above, the process of traveling, is what excites me a lot and keeps me alive, really. Uh, It is part of the fun of traveling for me. In fact, many Americans say it is less stressful to uh, spring clean their homes or even spend time with their in-laws or go to the dentist. That's according to this latest survey by The Points Guy. It is a travel publication, a travel blog. Now, if you are traveling in and out of the United States, you would understand why. The U.S. is the biggest travel market in the world, but the infrastructure there is lagging behind. Now, let's just take a look at the biggest, most popular, busiest, one of the busiest airports in the United States, JFK, that services New York City's uh, metropolitan area. It is, as I said, one of the busiest airports in that area. There are three in, in the New York City area. JFK Airport has six terminal buildings, all separated from each other, uh, connected by an uh, air train, uh, which goes around, but still six Terminal buildings. Okay, there are eight terminals, Terminal 1 to 8, but there really is no Terminal 3 or Terminal 6 re- uh, Terminal six building. I don't know why. But anyway, each terminal is crowded, it is busy, and can be very stressful to get through. Just imagine that. In the United States, like in many other countries in the world, you go through security um, with everyone else, really, uh, you, you, if you have to go through passport control, then you do that. And then you go through security before you reach the transit areas for your gate. Everyone goes in at the same time. So that means if you are running late or even in certain cases, if you're on time, you arrive two hours before your departure, but the security areas are busy, then good luck to you because chances are you may just miss your flight. Um And TSA agents, from my experience, these are the security agents that are screening your your suitcases and bags and going through x-rays. They can be quite, uh, how do you put it in a nice way? They could be quite rude. They're not rude, but it may sound like that because they're shouting at people to to remind them not to bring liquids or to throw away their bottled waters before they go through security. And they're just shouting it because they've been doing it for the entire day. Uh, It may sound abrasive. It may sound rude. And if you're traveling and if you're a little bit sensitive or not used to it, yeah, it could stress you out just hearing these people yelling at you and reminding you to throw away your drinks. So that's one thing. Now, once you're inside, uh, you'll be surprised to see that U.S. travelers, and this is very common to many airports in the United States, they're already standing up and lining up at their boarding zones ready to board their flight. I still don't understand why they do this. Perhaps everyone just wants to get in uh, on inside the planes as early as they can to use the overhead bins, perhaps. I don't know, but they're really standing up there. Compare that to Canadian travelers, for example. 
nobody would stand up and line up for their boarding until the very last minute. So there you go. Ticketing. Uh, ticketing and buying your, your tickets and looking for that uh, good deal can be very stressful these days as well. With so many ticket categories and subcategories within the fare categories, um, what used to be a simple economy class ticket, for example, can now be classified as basic economy, saver, regular, full fare. I'm going to explain that to you a little bit later on. Now, in the flight itself, things can get tense as well. If there are people being deplaned for some reason, and we've seen viral videos of this happening quite often in the United States, or a passenger creating problems for others, or a flight attendant in a grumpy mood, that can stress people out as well. So you kind of never really know what you're going to get until you get on the flight. As for those who had to be deplaned for some reason in the United States, because it's such a big, busy travel market, there's always a person on standby, there's always a overbooked flight, and the ground crew will always try to make an offer to anyone who wants to be deplaned or to be offloaded and put on a later flight and things like that. Sometimes it's because they need to put in a flight attendant or a pilot in that flight because they are working on a flight where you are going to. So, so for many different reasons, they will always try to get a volunteer to deplane in for somebody else. Of course, you'll be compensated for that, but that can add to stress. So I can understand why Americans say there's stress. Layovers for connecting flights can be stressful too if your original flight, for example, departs and arrives late, which means running across the terminal to catch your flight. And then only to realize when you arrive that, well, A, either your onward connection is delayed too, or B, your checked-in bag didn't make it. That can add to the stress. I have one really simple tip for those people who are easily stressed out. Don't expect perfection when you're flying. Just take everything that happens as a learning experience, a travel experience, a story to tell, <laughs> and something to laugh about. That's how I cope with traveling. Hashtag Wanderlust with Tim Go only on Money FM 89.3. So earlier I was telling you about stressed out American flyers, and I can imagine that. In the U.S., it can get really stressful, but it doesn't have to be. You shouldn't be stressed out if you're heading for a vacation or even for a work trip. That whole traveling part should be an exciting part of that trip. Anyway, if you're traveling, there are some ways to make it less stressful. If you're traveling on economy class that many of us can only afford these days, really, uh... There are ways to make that economy class travel feel more like business class or at least premium economy, even if even though you're sitting in a very cramped space. And it all just boils down to doing your homework, being prepared, and well, being prepared mentally, physically, emotionally, monetarily. Okay, so I'm going to talk to you about this. At the airport, check in early. Try to avoid the lines. If you're flying in your airline's hub or base or headquarters, whatever you want to call it, check-in counters are pretty much open as long as flights are departing. So flights depart all day these days. So those check-in counters will be open. So, for example, if you're at Changi Airport, you're flying Singapore Airlines, um, those check-in counters will be open early. You can 
go early, deposit your bag, and check out Jewel at Changi. Have a nice meal. Uh, or just sit there and enjoy that big waterfalls, which is really breathtaking. Uh, I, I still, it's, it's really, really unbelievable to just sit there and look at that. So you can do that. It relaxes you, right? Uh, especially at this time of the year when there's not a lot of people around, do that. Getting in the airport early means you can spend more time to slow down in the terminal, relax with a cup of tea or coffee or a drink, or do what I do. When I know that I'm going to be going to the airport early, uh, like, you know, if I leave from the office and I just happen to be there early, I will, you know, contact a friend who lives in the East and say, hey, I'm going to be at the airport. If you want to meet up for a drink, come over. Um, do that. It is very relaxing if you're not rushing for a flight. Some airlines offer priority services a la carte. That means you can buy this on top of your plane ticket. Um, they're, they're decoupling, unbundling the economy class ticket fare. So you can buy an a la carte priority service, for example, that will let you check in on a premium check-in counter, Um, and maybe even speed you up uh, with priority security screening and things like that overseas. So if you have the extra money, you can pay for this. Board your flight early, check in in the priority counter, so that means less people, and do that. That will, it's it's a small amount really, and it will relax you if you're easily stressed. If you have extra cash to spend, why not pay for an airport lounge if that's what you want? Pay for the cover charge. Drown yourself in whatever drinks that are available there for you, alcoholic ones, coffee, tea, and whatever. Airport lounges really are not just restricted to frequent flyers or business class or first class passengers. If you have the money to pay, you can get in. Just a word of caution, though, unless you are going to have a shower there or, as I said, drown yourself in the beverages, the fees are never really worth it. Uh, check it out. It ranges. Uh, some, some airport lounges will charge $50, some more. Um, so if you know that you're going to make use of this uh, facility, if you're going to eat, if you're going to drink a lot, or take a shower or sleep even, if you have that time, go for it. Do that. It's probably better than having a meal at the uh, restaurant in the airport uh, if you can have all that. Now, on the plane... Just be very sure you are savvy to know how to choose an aisle seat, an exit row, or a bulkhead seat, even for an extra fee. It is worth it. An aisle seat assures you that you can get in and out of your seat without having to bother anyone because bothering somebody, walking over them just to go to the lavatory can be, well, annoying. So if I'm an aisle seat person, and that's what I do, I will pay to sit on the aisle. Um... If you want exit rows, for example, or bulkhead seats, they offer you more legroom to stretch out. It gives you that space. So if you have to pay for it, go for it. It's not that much, really. Um, Do keep in mind that some exit row seats, though, cannot recline on smaller planes. So, yeah, just bear that in mind when you're booking an extra uh, bulkhead or, uh, sorry, an, an exit row seat. Putting up the armrest. Yeah, a lot of people don't know how to do this, I find. You put up the armrest. Now, assuming nobody's sitting beside you or you have the row all to yourself, you can click. Most of the seats will have a little, little, um, 
switch, not a switch, a little uh, lever at the bottom where you can push. It brings up the armrest and you can enjoy the extra space that way. Lie down if you have the entire row for yourself on a long flight, especially. This is what I do. I would just click it and lie down, stretch out if nobody's sitting beside me. Sometimes I would ask uh, the check-in agent to put me on a row where it's going to be empty. So that usually means it's in the back. If you can't do that, um, just be, you know, be be very alert and look out for these empty rows because some flights, when they're not full, they usually have them and you can have the entire row all to yourself, whether you use it or not, doesn't matter. As long as you're not sitting with anyone uh, beside you, if you're traveling alone, it makes you feel like you're, well, traveling in business class. And uh, economy class meals, (laughs) they're notorious for being horrible, right? But that shouldn't stop you from eating well. You can buy your own food from your favorite airport restaurant and enjoy it on board. In Singapore, just make sure there's no liquid in there because you won't get through security because security in Singapore is at the gate. But in anywhere, any other country, buy your favorite food. If it's a burger you want, if it's fries you want, buy that and bring that on board the plane. It's for you to eat, so who cares, right? It's it's for you to enjoy on that flight. Also, do remember that low-cost airlines in the region, most of them anyway, won't let you bring your own food on board. You've you have to buy it from them or order it online prior to your departure to get a better deal. There you go. And drinking alcohol and other than those served or bought on board the plane is also prohibited. So keep that in mind. To make your economy class trip more luxurious, bring your own pillow, bring your own blanket, pack your own toiletries and things like that that you need for that long flight. It will be better for you. On board, no one will ever stop you from watching your own shows, too. So don't worry. Download as many shows on Netflix to your phone uh, that your phone can store and watch your own shows. Just make sure you use a good noise-canceling headphones or earbuds uh, to drown out the rest of the passengers away. Because the ones that usually they give you on the plane, they're not that great. To add to your comfort in flight, pack your own sleepwear for long flights. I do this. If I'm doing an economy class flight, I will pack a pair of shorts and a t-shirt that uh, I will change into after the first meal service and really just feel at home on board that plane. Because why shouldn't you be wearing a pair of tight, skinny jeans when you can wear shorts? Before you do everything I mentioned, though, don't forget that the best and simplest trick is to check for opportunities to get an upgrade. It doesn't happen all the time, but if you are charming enough, you may be able to charm your way to an upgraded seat. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.